Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host Teresa Reese and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And before I get started, I wanted to apologize for the recording on last night. I believe it was episode 93. Um, I realized that because I did not have my setup the way I normally have it, I was all over the place. So I just wanted to apologize for that because I know that y'all heard a little scuffling or whatever. And yes, again, my apologies. However, the name of this poem is entitled repeat here we go moments like these get me up in a hissy because i am a woman who desires consistency when you start something new make sure you can finish it too after all this is one of the qualities that attracted me to you when you fall off the questions will begin. Are we still together? Or are you creeping? One minute you're attentive, the next you disappear. Are you really my man? Yes, we need to go there. Communication is a must, necessary to build trust. A title isn't enough. Your commitment is what I want, but if you're if you don't communicate, I'm left to lean on my own understanding. The conclusion may be untrue, but that's because I haven't spoken to you. When you truly care, you don't play the game of truth or dare. You make me aware of where you're going with this relationship or in life. Even if you want to say goodbye, why do I feel like this is a repeat of my relationships of the past, of the ones that didn't even last, all because honesty was something the others lacked? Please don't be another repeat of constant lies and infidelity, eventually turning your back on me. I want to believe that this time is right, but it's hard to believe when you disappear on certain nights. You swear that there is no one else, but your actions really put me in doubt. If what you say is true, you need to not just say, but do, so that I can trust you. Rewind, let's get it right this time. Oh, yeah, I remember those days. (laughs) I remember those days where I literally felt like I was part of what is that movie where he just kept doing the same thing over and over and over again? Was it Groundhog Day? I believe it was something of that nature. And in my relationships, in the past, it felt just like Groundhog Day. It felt like it didn't matter how the conversation started, 
what it was and how it was that we first began, eventually I felt like I was on repeat because the same things kept happening. I remember my cousin told me once and, and I didn't, I didn't really understand why he was saying what he said, but I wish to God I would have listened to his wisdom way back when. And even in my doing the Dear Future Hubby podcast, sometimes I think about, okay, Lord, so the man that is going to be my future hubby, he's going to learn so much about me. Am I debunking what my cousin said or will I end up regretting that as well? Because it was something that my cousin said many, many years ago. And he was trying to school me on the game. So one of the things that he told me was, Teresa, cousin, don't tell the new man about your old man. And I was like, but why? Why would I not tell my new man about my old man? And what he said was, because when you do that, you are showing the new man what it was that you put up with. And so in his mind... He can go that far with you and you won't do anything because you put up with it in the old relationship. And I was like, huh? And I don't know if there was a part of me that was just truly trying to prove him wrong. But over time, I started to realize that, yes, I was indeed on repeat because I did not heed that warning. He was trying to educate me on how men think. He was trying to help me to understand that although I was trying to be super transparent and I was trying to be so, so honest that these men were using my honesty against me in order for them to have their own selfish gains met, their own selfish desires met. I just didn't see it. I was so, so naive. And so, because even after he gave me the information, I didn't. I didn't apply it. <laughs> I didn't apply it. I just kept saying, oh, no, it'll be okay. The, the guys I'm dealing with, they'll get it. The guys I'm dealing with aren't going to take me through those changes. The guys I'm dealing with ended up proving my cousin right. <laughs> and so I should have listened because it would have saved me so much time. And I would not have had to be on repeat when it came to my past relationships. Now, one of the other things that me and my family talk about, because I noticed that, um, you know how they say that men know men and women know women. One of the things that I started to recognize is that I have siblings and I know that my brothers love me. I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. I don't have to second guess that. I don't have to question that. I know that they love me. And we had a, like a family conversation. This is after we pretty much all have bumped our heads a couple of times, made a few mistakes along the way, been with the wrong people for all the wrong reasons, all of that, kind of just exchanging notes, so to speak. And in the course of us doing that, I remember my mother saying, do you know how much time we could have saved each other? We would have just listened to each other. Because my brother's they knew the types of guys that I was dealing with weren't the type of guys that you would bring home to dad. And I knew some of the girls that they were dealing with weren't the type of girls that you would bring home to mom. And had we just kind of had that dialogue and created that dialogue before dating or even just listening to each other in the course of our dating, it's a lot of, it's a lot of hurt 
that we wouldn't have ever had to encounter, I believe, if we would have just listened to each other. But because we opted not to listen to each other for whatever reason, maybe just being prideful, also maybe trying our best to prove the other person wrong because like you don't know him like I do. You don't know her like I do. But yeah, we probably could have saved each other a whole lot of, <laughs> just a whole lot of arguments and a whole lot of just bad, bad karma had we just listened to each other. And so now what I do, I kind of talk to my brothers about, somebody I'm considering just to pay attention to their first response, just to kind of see if they're feeling the situation. Cause I have one particular brother that he just reads people and he reads people very well. And I'm not trying to bring everyone that I'm considering dating around him, but just to kind of, when I give him a gist of what I'm dealing with thus far in less than 15 minutes, he can tell me, yeah, no, nah, that ain't going to go nowhere. Or, huh, well, he sounds all right. Go on a couple of dates and, and let me know. But it's like I pretty much can run that through or buy him. And for the most part, every person that I have either talked to him about or I've, you know, maybe he's had a conversation briefly because he's the guy's in the background. He's pretty much told me like, yeah, that ain't the one. Nope, that's not it. Mm-mm. He all right. Give him some time. You know, let's see if something else is going to show up. <laughs> and so, um... Yeah, I wish I would have incorporated that a long time ago. I waited a little bit too late. Um, but yeah, at least now I know exactly who to go through. And because um, he just knows he just he can he can really read people. I wish I had that gift. I'm learning it. I had to learn through trial and error, though. I, I could have saved myself a lot had I just naturally had the gift. But I had to go through some things. So <laughs> my mom told me that the other day she was like, you know, you're getting really good at, at being able to recognize certain people and, and what it is that they bring to the table. And I say, yeah, because I've been dogged so many times. I mean, you know, I better have learned something. I've been dogged out so many times. So I hope I learned something from all those bad experiences, because if I didn't, yeah, I'm not trying to go back to that school again. The, the school of hard knocks. I'm not trying to go through that again. So I'm glad I paid attention. So glad I paid attention. And even those times that I was hard-headed, I'm glad that I was surrounded by people that knew how to get a prayer through so that that way, even when I was hard-headed and wouldn't listen to nobody telling me, girl, he ain't the one, that eventually something happened to make me see, ooh, child, he is not the one. But yeah, sometimes I do wish though that I kind of would have heeded some of the warnings and not learned the hard way. But Everything happens for a reason, right? So there was a reason why I had to learn it the hard way. Maybe so that way it would stick because, yeah, it has stuck all right. So now I'm kind of just like on, I'm on guard mode. And I don't even really think that's a bad thing nowadays to be on guard mode. Not with everything going on and the way people are and kind of some people have just mastered just not doing right by others like some people literally I don't know if it's a I don't know it's like a conquer mentality or dividing I don't know but it's you know it's just it's a lot of people that still need I believe in my opinion they need the Lord because I don't know I just don't understand why some people make up in their mind to hurt other people I've never truly understood that concept I've never 
No, I've never understood that. I just feel like if you just tell the truth and kind of provide what your intentions are in the beginning. I don't know. I've always been for like, just tell me what your intentions are. Let me make a conscious decision of if that's something that I want to willfully partake of. Let me know what it is that I am getting myself into. That way, if I get too deep, it falls on me. That way, I'm not pointing the finger at you saying that it's all your fault. That way, I'm not feeling any type of way when we don't work out. Because I pretty much knew what I was signing up for in the very beginning. And then that way, my expectation, my expectations aren't extremely high either. But nowadays, it's like, ooh, it's work just to date. And the more that I go through that, the more I'm just like, girl, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm starting to love the journey of just being single and not having to work. Because it's like now I get to live vicariously through people. That's crazy, right? Like I literally will listen to um, <laughs> my friends and when they're in their, you know, their little dating phase or whatever. And I kind of listen to how they interact with their spouses and I see how their spouses interact with them. And then I, I listen to the, the issues that they may have or, you know, the problems that they may have. And I just... I'm just in my mind is just like, ooh, okay, so it's almost like going to school and watching somebody else take the test. <laughs> because that's like I'm I'm I have the desire to eventually be in another relationship, but in the meantime, I think I really am enjoying just watching other people in their relationships. And so um yeah, I've been having fun with that. I've been really having fun with that. And just listening to some of the stuff that they talk about. And um, some of their little disagreements. And I mean, it's, it's cute for the most part. But um, yeah, just trying to learn what to do, what not to do, how to do it right, how to get it right. So that way I can I can keep my future hubby this time because divorce really will not be an option. It, it just won't be um, because I've learned more about that as well. So, yeah, divorce is not an option. We gonna. I don't care if he has to sleep on the couch for a couple of nights. We're going to get to the point where it's just like, look, you're not leaving. I'm not leaving. We're going to work this out. Like he truly is going to be my best friend and I'm going to like him and love him and all of that. And the feelings will be mutual. At least that's my prayer. That is my prayer. But yeah, I, I think back on my past relationships and I'm like, girl, you repeated. It was literally a, it may have, may have been a different face. But it was almost the same situation. And I remember somebody tell me that it was a um, a guy friend of mine. He told me one time and I, and I never forgot that. And I'm still thinking about that to this day. But um, I used to move a lot and I was pretty much running because instead of me facing my issues, I would just move. I would relocate. I would go somewhere else thinking for some reason, if I changed my atmosphere, that the problem would go away. And he picked up on that. And so he pulled me to the side one day and he said, let me tell you something, Teresa. He was like, it don't matter where you move to. You do realize that wherever you move, your problem is going to move with you as well. Right. Until you face that thing. And I was like, huh. And lo and behold, he was right. It didn't matter if I moved from Austin to Longview. It didn't matter if I moved from Longview to Dallas. It didn't matter if I moved from Dallas to Oklahoma the problem was still wherever I was. It didn't stop because I relocated. 
the problem was still there. And what it boiled down to was that I needed to deal with myself. And that is something that I, for whatever reason, I was afraid to do. I was afraid to face myself. I was afraid to acknowledge my truth. I was afraid to just look in the mirror and be like, okay, this is where you're falling short. I just didn't want to own it. And the longer that I delayed the process, the harder it got until one day I had to just finally realize that I was the common denominator. So if I wanted to stop hitting that repeat button, I had to start delving deep inside to figure out why was I making the choices that I was making? Why was I choosing certain people? And what I noticed was a lot of times the choices that I was making, I was choosing men who were emotionally unavailable. So it took my mom to tell me that here it was. I'm thinking that the man was afraid of being in a committed relationship. But in all actuality, because of the choices that I was making, it wasn't that he was afraid of being in or necessarily afraid of being in a committed relationship. It was me being afraid of being in a committed relationship. That whole fear of losing someone. Um, so I would choose someone that ultimately I was going to lose anyway because he was never all the way in. Isn't that crazy? And so once I realized that that's what I was doing, constantly hitting that repeat button, um, I had to change that. And the only way that I could change that was to change my thought process. The only way that I could change that was to start to truly deal with myself. And once I did that, then guess what? I stopped choosing those types of people. So it, it all boils down to self. You can't run from yourself. You may try to run from yourself, but at the end of the day, you wake up to you, you go to bed to you. So you might as well deal with you. <laughs> so what I'm going to do now is in this episode, however, y'all know how I do it. I love to end my episode with making sure that I read a letter to my future hubby. So here we go. Dear future hubby, today on April 20th, 2021, Derek Chauvin, I might be saying his name wrong, um, was found guilty on all accounts regarding the George Floyd murder. And so many emotions, so little time to express them all. However, I pray that George Floyd's family feels a sense of peace on tonight. No, this will not bring him back, but hopefully this will give his family and friends a sense of closure and justice being served. Changing subjects now. My treadmill arrived today. My 17-year-old became my right-hand man and voluntarily working with me as I worked to put it together. There is still an extra nail that neither one of us knows where it belongs. My hope is that I don't discover where it belongs the hard way. <laughs> On the other hand, um... Oh, yeah. Not only that, the treadmill, it fell on my hand, on my left hand today. Yes, it hurt like crazy. It didn't bleed, but I know I'm going to have a, a major bruise tomorrow because the skin is like lifted or whatever. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure there'll be a bruise sometime tomorrow. 
I'm going to rest now. I hope that your day was blessed beyond measure. I love you. Love, Teresa. And so this is going to end my episode on tonight. But y'all do me a huge favor. Please take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.